Hi, Janina. Hi, Emma. It's history is sexy time, and my goodness, is it sexy? <laughs> my goodness. By which I mean actively pornographic for apparently quite a lot of people. <laughs> That's a way to start the episode. I it hope is. it's someone's first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what more you would expect from a podcast called History is Sexy. Well, that's fair. Uh, but Lord, I'm glad that the porn filter thing does not exist yet because <laughs> otherwise, genuinely, I would not have been able to get some of the sources for this <laughs> without providing government sponsored ID for our bizarre government. Yeah, that's buck wild. Yeah. But let's not get into the government let's trying to stop that. us watching porn. Um, yeah. What do we do on History is Sexy? We answer people's questions about history, Janina, and show them that history is sexy. Or Great. this one might be called History Makes Emma Furious, because <laughs> this made me also furious. <laughs> I mean, that's fine as well. That's pretty good. Yeah, so this is the one-off special episode, History is Sexy and Makes Emma Furious. <laughs> um, what's the question that we're answering today? Uh, <laughs> The question we're answering comes from Dev, who emailed us, and he said he has had various references in various points of history to the idea that tickling was used as a form of torture. This is most commonly referred to was as being practiced in ancient China among the aristocracy, hence the term Chinese tickle torture. I've also heard reference to various medieval European countries. However, I've also heard that these claims are spurious. Is there any truth to them? And why was this the case? If so, and now, Janina... Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Unleash your fury. I do not believe that a Chinese person has ever tickled anyone as part of any kind of torture, ever. Mm-hmm. What? Why Why do you believe that I it just has never happened? Yeah. I, I don't fair. believe... Maybe some people in the medieval period did, but I tell you what nobody ever did... No fucking Roman ever tickled somebody as part of a torture. <laughs> and they especially didn't get a goat involved. I got a little bit off track at this very point because yeah. in when you when you start out looking at this, if you just even if you just go to Wikipedia, it claims yeah. that, it claims China, it claims Rome. And it the reference for both of these is this book called The A to Z of Punishment and oh Torture. Oh my god, did by you go and hunt that Irene book out Thompson. as well? I yes. I mean I looked at the um the Kindle sample preview bit, which is like the first whatever percent of the book, and it's not okay. it, like it's 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 not a like history book. It's a it's list not, Nina, it's not. of random things with a couple of paragraphs. The pet, the, she's got a, an entry on beating. Yep, corporal punishment, which is quite widely used. I think she gives it two sentences. <laughs> so I have Kindle Unlimited, and that was available on Kindle Unlimited. Uh huh. That is about the length so I was like okay so this is what I usually do like find a source and then go and see what source they used and then work my way back through to find where the source comes from yeah does she cite any sources no she does not well that's what I was wondering I'm so glad there's no fucking sources (laughs) and I like I got a little bit sidetracked because I was trying to find any anything any source at all well just anything that would suggest she was a reliable source for (laughs) it to use um and I got sidetracked because she talks about beating the soles of the feet, uh, which is mm-hmm. bastinado, and she then says that that particular form of torture is where we get the expression a baker's dozen from. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I spent like <laughs> quite a while trying to find out if that had any basis in reality. And like it doesn't. there, there I feel I, like it, it definitely doesn't. Well, there are a lot of people on the internet claiming not that particular form of beating people, but that there was corporate corporal punishment doled out to bakers who sold underweight product apparently after an edict made by henry the third but again that just became another sort of internet circle (laughs) jerk where everyone's referencing each other and i don't know what the actual historical source for that is which is not relevant to this particularly but it's just it kind of is though because what this is is just this kind of roundabout cycle and I spent so long trying to find just anything that would suggest that the Han dynasty of China like the Chinese dynasty mm-hmm. might have practiced tickling as a form of torture and when you google it you get the, the those two sentences like yeah. um that it was practiced by the Chinese particularly in the course of the Han dynasty since it left no marks it was used on the nobility and a victim could recover fairly quickly and then you get the next sentence which is that it was in ancient Rome they would dip people's feet in a salt solution and then mm-hmm. a goat would lick it off which is ludicrous but you get those and you get those over and over and over and over again. And now eventually I managed to track down the where the Roman one comes from. And it is some people getting some very deeply confused about the word Roman because people are apparently very stupid. But that's just how furious this made me. Just basically people hearing the word Roman and imagining that this can only possibly refer to ancient Rome. Sure. Which is it's a the whole only thing. one that exists and you know. Yeah. It only, there, was, there was first century Rome and then Rome stopped existing. Then <laughs> nothing has happened there since. Uh, <laughs> which is a whole thing that if you get me started on it, I'll talk about the life of ancient of Rome and how obsessed they are with one particular period. But it's not, it's like the least Roman thing I can human imagine. I'm literally writing a book right now about Roman murder, which has a whole big section, which is very grim to write about Roman execution and torture and mm-hmm. public execution. And the, I tell you one thing that the Romans didn't do is fuck about with tickling. <laughs> Yeah, they don't seem the kind to kind of devise some sort of horrible, excruciatingly, like, slow no. form of torture. They just kill you. They just beat the shit out of you, Geneva. <laughs> <laughs> and then set fire to you. I mean, that is what they, the Romans do. Except for the, the occasions when they try to kill you by uh, putting you in a in a stupid boat or making you a Yeah, but collapse. that's when they're trying to cover it up. Like... <laughs> If they're just going to torture you, they would just beat you. Anyway, they definitely didn't do that because what it comes from, and it hunted it down, it comes from a book written by the papal confessor and Mm -hmm. one of the members of the Roman Inquisition, a.k.a. the 16th century Supreme Sacred Congregation of the Roman and Universal Inquisition, a.k.a. the dudes who persecuted Galileo. Sure. And he was a Italian inquisitor who was a leading member of the Roman Inquisition, being the Roman, as in Italian, mm-hmm. version of the Spanish Inquisition, where they yeah. were rooting out heresy with torture. And his name was Umberto Lucchaki, mm-hmm. and he wrote a couple of books 
books explaining his, the different ways that they would torture heresy out of people. Oh, sure. And right at the bottom of one of those, he mentioned this goat thing, which may or may not have ever happened, but he came up with it. Sure. And so some people somewhere along the line have heard the words Roman Inquisition mm-hmm. and just gone, oh, the Romans must have been Julius Caesar. But if you hear the word Inquisition, that's definitely not ancient Rome because it's very medieval. Yeah, ancient Rome wasn't Christian. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, where I eventually managed to hunt out this, like this reference and root it out, was in an article about the use of torture to gain evidence in the Roman law courts because the Romans were quite into torture, but only for slaves. <laughs> Or people who were non-citizens, who didn't count as people, obviously. Sure. But they were quite into torturing people, but they would mostly just beat the shit out of you until you admitted whatever it was that they wanted you to admit. And right at the very bottom, he says, and the thing is that the Romans would definitely never have recognised the later development of the licking of feet by a goat. Because <laughs> they wouldn't have thought of it at all. And I was like, thank you very much, James Williams. Um... <laughs> It's a stupid idea is the thing there as well. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like, very. It, like, as soon as you start to think about it, you're like, obviously it's a medieval church thing. Like, obviously the church would come up with something that deranged. I don't know though, because even then, like, it's not, I've, you know, animals like you, it's not in, intolerable. It's like... No. Well, and, the, the like, thing... and I saw one of the things that talked about the goat licking thing claimed that the goats would lick your skin off. How long is this goat <laughs> licking you for? Because I well, feel you see, like this that is would people... take several years. This is people just making stuff up with their imaginations. Like, yeah. Like the, the literal... There's no translation of it. And I'll be honest, my medieval Italian is not excellent. But like it appeared to be a pretty throwaway line. <laughs> but... Yeah, there's just no, no. Yeah. So it's not Roman. So that made me furious. But literally everywhere, if you go and Google it right now, you will get that sentence over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And then... Which is so kind of like a, the problem with internet history, because anyone mm. can write anything and then everyone cites each other and it is exhausting. Yeah. And then, or they just don't cite anything. They just say it because they read it once on Wikipedia. Well, yeah, or they exactly. read it once and then, on a Reddit but thread. But then someone or, cites them and like... That's, there's no internet history is not known for intellectual rigor and it's important to remember it this not. sometimes <laughs> it is not I'm trying to remember there was a thing that I read the other week on Twitter that was about listen up bitches Twitter uh, <laughs> like those threads that you get on Twitter they're like listen up bitches I'm gonna tell you about why fucking this one guy invented hats and it changed the way you think <laughs> about the world uh-huh. tweet one of 700 just always sets my teeth on edge because it's always like, here's this one thing that you never knew about history that changed the way you look at the world. And you're like, mm, yeah, maybe it's more complicated than that. Also, stop calling me a bitch. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Yeah. But yeah, it's very much listen up bitches Twitter fact. Yes. And then, okay, then I got into... I'm still trying to look for some sources for the Chinese thing. Still can't find anything. Did manage to find like a load of blogs. Found one blog by a woman called Martini, which I find delightful, mm-hmm. who had a story about a guy in 1869 tickling his wife insane. I This story is amazing. 
it's so good. So obviously I didn't believe it because by this point, I didn't believe anything anyone told me about tickling. I was beginning to get to the point, and this is only about two hours into what was almost a whole day. So I was already going swivelized and assumed that nobody had ever been tickled in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Like just, I was beginning to believe disbelieve in the concept of tickling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But eventually, so I went and registered for British newspaper database thing and found the necessary issue of um, Police Illustrated News, December the 11th, 1869, and found that he did indeed tickle his wife insane. The title is A Wife Driven Insane by Husband Tickling Her Feet. His name was Michael Puckridge mm-hmm. and he wanted to get rid of his wife, but he didn't want to divorce her for some reason, or maybe he couldn't divorce her. Mrs. Puckridge, poor woman, described as an interesting looking young woman. That's great. <laughs> with varicose veins. Mm-hmm. He said that he had found a remedy for varicose veins and so convinced her to be tied to a plank across two chairs and when she was bound and helpless Puckeridge deliberately and persistently tickled the soles of her feet with a feather. For a long time he continued to operate upon this unhappy victim who was rendered frantic by the process. Eventually she swooned whereupon her husband released her and it soon became too manifest that her light of reason had fled so she was taken to a workhouse and put in with the other insane people. Now, I think my caveats with this story, which I enjoy immensely, is <laughs> that... Which is all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I am not 100% comfortable with taking Mr. Michael Puckridge's word for that entirely, and I am always <laughs> sceptical of a man putting a female relative in some sort of workhouse or insane asylum in the 19th century as yeah. a general rule. I mean, there was a quite lurid drawing on the front cover of this uh, Illustrated Police News, 11th of December, 1869, which was extremely good. (laughs) The rest of it, though, is like one of those... I had a great time. I read the whole newspaper to find this (laughs) because, like... The whole thing from beginning to... And it was one of those proper Victorian newspapers, which is, like, four columns of, like, super dense text Mm -hmm. and, like, like each column, each story is about a paragraph two paragraphs long and so you read them all all of them are the best story you've ever read all of them like they're all like a man trying being picked up after he tried to trick a woman by like picking up a diamond ring off of the floor and then being like oh what shall i do with it i don't want to take it to do you want to buy it from me and then getting her to buy a fake diamond ring for £100 on the street. And then another story about a drunk soldier attempting to assault a woman while a crowd just watch. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and all of them were like a Victorian novel. They were amazing. If I said at the time, and I will say this again, if newspapers were still like that, where they were just told basically everything that happened <laughs> that was in any way noteworthy. Like one of them was just an interesting divorce case in Ireland. Amazing. And it was an interesting divorce case in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I would, I would read the news way, way more often than I do. And no opinion in it at all. Just great stories from beginning to end. <laughs> that does sound great. Yeah, but I'm not 100% sure that I believe illustrated police news as like as something that definitely happened. Yeah. But 
I enjoyed the story nonetheless, and I had a real good time reading Illustrated Police News. Yeah, that's it is a cracking tale. Yeah. Um, I'm not willing to take it at face value, personally. No, I found a lot so... Still going, still looking for sources on this China thing, still ticking away. Eventually, I find a lot of pornography, a lot of pornography. Well, see, this is an, an interesting thing. And um, I mean, a lot of people might have watched the documentary Tickled, but it's great if you haven't watched it. I still have not seen it, but I really want to see it. It's really, really good. So this is it, uh, a New Zealand journalist called David Ferrier discovers a... He, he sees, finds these videos online that claim to be about competitive endurance tickling where young men around like university age men are tied up and tickled by each other and he thinks it's a bit weird so he begins to research it and the more he tries to research the company that's making them the more evasive and hostile they become which obviously makes him investigate them more he ends up getting loads of legal threats i think they did try to sue him but I don't think successfully, or I think it eventually was dropped. This this massive company who essentially dupe young men into filming these video these videos for fetishists, like it's a fetish thing. Although the company <laughs> refused to acknowledge that, but they frequently did things like told young men that they were audition videos and then would post them and sell them anyway without their consent and that sort of thing and what's interesting about the documentary is that he finds another like independent producer of tickle tickle porn videos basically i mean i don't know if it really counts as porn because there's no sex but it's they are i mean people are getting off on it yeah that's the reason that they're produced is for I mean, the same for reason as porn, sexual essentially, pleasure. for sexual pleasure. Yeah. And this other producer is just super chill and relaxed, and he's like, yeah, it's a weird thing that people like, so I make videos and I charge them, and it's totally fetishist, and everyone yeah. is knows what they're doing and freely consents. And then this other massive company that makes a lot of money is just refuses, A, to admit that it's anything to do with porn, and also is really shady and exploitative of all the people they get involved. It's buck wild. Yeah, and I'm going to watch it fascinating see I, I didn't get around to it because i got really distracted by the tickle torture hashtag on DeviantArt and reading <laughs> watching a lot of extremely not particularly well drawn cartoons like mario and luigi tickling each other in pornographic situations um which was obviously one of those things where you're like, I don't want to be looking at it. I don't like it. It is a weird thing, tickling, because I read this article as well. It was just like a half post one that also cited the erroneous historical tidbits that we've already discussed. But it was about the issue of consent with tickling, because it is that weird thing where part of the game, if you're like, even if, if you, when you're kids tickling each other or whatever, part of the, like, you're always being asking to stop you're always saying stop no yeah. but it's also it's hard that then makes it hard to differentiate between when people are like oh into that game or when they're not i did read the best article about like why people laugh when they're tickled and whether it is a learned response or whether it's it's a genuine kind of laughter yeah and there was this guy who had done a series of experiments to see like if somebody was tickled by something that was completely separated from like 
human so if you're not like if someone's smiling while they're tickling you then like you're kind of conditioned to smile back and laugh so what they did and this is just so fucking good and his name is harris something harris they (laughs) so good so they're doing this to students because all fucking research is done on students but they got students in a room and then they they had built a tickle machine And I'm just going to read this using a robotic looking plastic hand, a vacuum cleaner hose and a nebulizer used for asthma to provide the sound effects. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So then the subjects were blindfolded and they were told they'd be tickled once by the machine and once by the experimenter. Mm -hmm. But because the machine was not really a machine, it was just a glove on a vacuum cleaner hose. Um, they would just tickle the once like normally and then they would like pump the nebulizer so it made like a pneumatic noise so they'd think that it was a machine doing it (laughs) and then tickle them again to see if they responded the same turns out they responded exactly the same whether they thought that a machine was tickling them or not Oh, yeah. The other thing that is important to mention is that they, just in case they could see out of their blindfold, they had the experimenter hidden underneath a table. (laughs) Sure. Just the image of this room of like a student sitting in a room blindfolded with this fucking hand on a vacuum cleaner (laughs) with another research assistant who's probably a grad student like under a table, like tickling. (laughs) It's beautiful. That's amazing. I mean, it does release it does release endorphins. It does. So, you know, I don't know. So as it turns out, you will laugh whether you want to or not, even if you think you're being tickled by a machine. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I kept going. Eventually, in the otherwise quite racist comments sure. of a... Because obviously... Obviously. A tickle porn forum site uh-huh. called the Tickling Forum, which reminded me very much of a time that me and a friend from university discovered that sneezing is a fetish and there are people who will film and photograph people sneezing in public and put them on their weird forum. Look, they were at this point in time, in the era of our law 2019, we all have to accept that everything is a fetish to someone. But Lord, do some people like sneezing? Anyway. And that's fine. I'm not going to king shame. And otherwise... <laughs> Like dubious comments, highly fetishizing Japanese women. Mm-hmm. I finally found a guy being like, "Look, I literally don't believe that tickling has ever been used as a torture. It means absolutely nothing. You're just going to get desensitized. There's never been any to claim otherwise. Most torture methods from China are better attested than that." I was like, "Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know what? I fucking give up on this." Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then I started reading Chinese torture manuals because the reason that we know quite a lot about Chinese torture is that they were very organized when they did it and they had quite clear rules about when you could and couldn't torture people this was very handy of them it is extremely handy not from the Han dynasty particularly but from the kind of the late Han dynasty and the Qin dynasty they do and they're quite they're very clear and they also kept very good records of when they tortured people mm-hmm. and what they tortured them for and what they did. And there were quite very, very clear and surprising rules about what you were and weren't allowed to do to people and like what was an acceptable level of torture and w- the punishments for overstepping the bounds of torture. 
So, like, they have these ankle crusher machines. Yeah. So that obviously fairly clearly crush your ankle. But if you do them in the wrong place or do it wrong so that it doesn't, so that it kind of shatters in the wrong way, then you get punished for doing it wrong. Like you have to do it properly. And they're quite clear, like they've got this thing that you wear around your neck that you can wear for ages that stops you from lying down properly. It's basically just a big, enormous block of wood. Mm-hmm. A lot of beating, a lot of things being squished, like sure. finger compressors and ankle compressors and things like that. A lot of like being forced to stand in stress positions mm-hmm. for a long time, being beaten a lot. And then a lot of like ways in which you weren't allowed to beat people but i tell you what there isn't any fucking tickling (laughs) and in comparison i have to say to medieval european torture it's perfectly like not i mean it's torture obviously Mm -hmm. but it's pretty like straightforward torture if you compare it to to things like the inquisition documents yeah or even like i went to the what's it called stupid castle thing in london the tower of london Terror of London, thank you. <laughs> and they've got like a, a quite a small torture exhibition because they don't like to bang on about it. But that has way worse stuff in it. Like, yeah. and that's like the rack. The rack is explicitly banned in these Chinese torture documents. Mm-hmm. And I it's have to about... say, I do support that banning from the list of appropriate tortures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they've got all kinds of like being suspended from the ceiling, a bunch of stuff that is kind of seen as being specifically Chinese torture, like inserting things under a victim's fingernails, Mm -hmm. is banned. Suspending a victim from the ceiling, banned. Splashing people's ankles with a cudgel, not allowed. Mm -hmm. All kinds of things you're not allowed to do. That's very thoughtful of them. It is. And then I came, realised, I got to the point, and I was like well deep into it. I was in, at one point, a Google site from... 2008 Mm -hmm. who came had a whole list of things and eventually i concluded that the concept of chinese tickle torture is just racist as fuck yeah and then i found a nice man who is malaysian in the discussion part of the wikipedia arguing that it was racist as fuck and he said and this is completely right why are you calling it chinese tickle torture no one ever says american waterboarding (laughs) That's excellent. What a badass. I love this man. Yeah. <laughs> it is. There's no evidence that it was practiced in China. There's no evidence that it is invented or thought of in China at all. Mm-hmm. It appears to have been invented completely by the Western imagination and then inexplicably or racistly applied to the Chinese because there is this desire to paint the Chinese as kind of wily oriental fellows who do terrible subhuman things. Yeah. And I was like, this is like, wow. It's, yeah. It is, it is a weird thing, like that particular type of calculated cruelty that apparently we've just decided is not Western when yeah. that's bullshit, obviously. I think the two things that I came across that I was like, yeah, maybe, about tickling as torture in general was, and mm-hmm. again, I didn't find sources or sources that I could follow easily. Like I found I found a couple that referenced like old newspaper articles that I don't know how to find. But one was the Spanish tickler or Spanish tickling from the Inquisition, 
which yep. was a big looks like kind of like a garden fork <laughs> that and tickling is very much a euphemism what they were actually doing yeah, was using like, it yeah. to rake a, like basically scrape flesh off yeah. you off you like that's sure i can yeah. i can buy that i don't know what the sources are i couldn't find anything that cited any sources but i mean there are photos of an of the instrument at the torture museum but i can't find sources like see i'm always dubious of describe that how of it was used yeah so it is i mean maybe it was just a garden fork and someone found it was like this looks like something you could torture this someone with the other thing is claims that people who were restrained for some reason, like tied up in hospital or in the stocks in medieval England, sometimes some random passerby would think it was funny to come up and, talk, and tickle them with when they couldn't get away. Um, yeah. And like, sure, I can buy that. I can buy some arsehole seeing someone tied up and being like, I'm going to be a dick and tickle them as a, a human response. I think that that makes sense yeah. as something that might happen. But concerted state sponsored we've got to get some secrets out of someone so we're going to tickle them yeah especially when the idea is that the the whole thing is they used to do it to the nobility because it doesn't show it doesn't leave a mark and i'm like if they're torturing you i don't think they're worried about leaving a mark i don't think they are either especially because i kind of believe that particular knowledge of torture being a thing gives them yeah. more control and more power torture yeah, exactly. is meant to make people afraid and if you never know that someone's being tortured then you don't you're not going to be afraid it's really of it. unhelpful if someone comes out and goes look no you don't understand they really tickled me <laughs> yeah you better not cross them <laughs> i know i've not got any marks but they really tickled me <laughs> yeah i feel like uh, it's torture, not much of a control <laughs> i feel like the idea of torture that doesn't leave a mark is a really modern idea because governments in general are under so much more scrutiny than they used to be yeah that's an idea of trying to hide torture rather than have i mean and like in particularly in ancient china like it was a pretty it's not like they were hiding it they were writing about it quite a lot <laughs> yeah and in general tortured people and i don't know this might just be me being wrong about everything because that happens a lot but like how often are people tortured and released they're tortured and yeah. disappeared once you get what you want from them right like that's the general system or just they keep them in guantanamo forever and ever and ever exactly yeah i met so I, I did manage to find one first person account which was in the Wikipedia page and I went and found his book and read his book mm-hmm. and he does describe it, but not in the way that the Wikipedia page suggests. So there's a guy called Joseph Cahoot, um, who was Austrian. It's an excellent who last wrote, name. Uh, <laughs> who wrote a biography because he was arrested and kept in Austrian concentration camp for homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And he wrote about, he wrote a book called The Men with the Purple Triangle about his experience of being a gay man in Austria and then being kept in a concentration camp for being a gay man and he talks about watching a young man be tortured to death by drunk SS men which begins with them. So they tie him and suspend him from the ceiling and then then they tickle him with goose feathers all over him while he kind of screams and that is sort of the beginning and then there's like a solid 10 pages of other horrible physical tortures so there's one yeah but it is not that that is not the torture yeah. it gets much much worse than that and it's not that that kills him but that is the one like first person 
Yeah. And, and like, which thing that I could see. Feels right. like, to me, the object of tickling him. I mean, obviously, to make him laugh and cope with the thing that he can't get away from. But also, that A kid in that situation thing. knows that that's not all that's going to happen. Like, yeah. he knows they're ramping up for more. And that's it's that horrible suspense of, we're going to hurt you. Yeah, and, but not yet. But not yet, which is an entirely different thing. Yeah in my opinion, to, like, tickling someone until they share state secrets. Yeah, this whole thing made me furious, you know, because one, it's bad, a lot of bad history on the internet. So much bad history on the internet. So much racist history on the internet. And so much racist history on the internet. And it made me, it made me very angry. Yeah. I also looked at some tortured people, so that was fun. I found an actual picture of someone being killed by death by a thousand cuts. Horrifying. Which turns out they were still doing quite recently, <laughs> recently enough for there to be a photograph of it. Yeah. Which is very unpleasant. It's very, um, very it's unpleasant. a good thing. That I am freakishly inured to looking at violence, but... (laughs) I mean, you are writing a book about it. Yeah, I am, and it's well violent. (laughs) I am. Having said that, so I wrote the Gladiator chapter the other week Mm -hmm. and wrote some real horrible things about gladiators. And there was one of the things I found was... Where is it? Popular Science 1961... Dr. Sandor S. Feldman, which is such a good name, blah, 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 talks about people being tortured by tickling during religious persecutions in the 18th century, blah, blah, blah. Also states that another authority, unnamed, notes that many Roman gladiators died of laughing. Reflex action from wounds to the abdomen. And do you know what, Janina? That's the most nonsense thing I've heard all day. (laughs) That's even more nonsense than the idea the Romans, a frankly ludicrous people, would rub salt on people's feet and then get them to lick, get goats to lick it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think think laughing is the sort of thing that, like, sure, if we've got a pre-existing condition, might be, you know. Yeah. But. No. Yeah, no, no. No, no. So, I mean, that's really, like the answer which is that i honestly do not believe that i think that the claims are spurious at best yeah actively weird lies at worst like i did the whole kind of western image of china as being a place full of untrustworthy people who might come up with such terrible things mm-hmm. is is a whole thing in and of itself yeah. that you could talk about that people have dedicated their careers to and i did find some interesting books about it though about like the way that China has been written about since since the West kind of discovered China or they came into contact with one another. Although it's not really since they came into contact with one another because they've already, everybody's yeah. always known they were there um, and the Chinese have always known that we were here just when we started writing about it properly, mm-hmm. which was very interesting and in all of the ways that they have kind of... The Western world has tried to make sense of the fact that there is this Eastern world and it does not actually live up to what the Western world thinks the Eastern world should be, that it is this kind of incredibly advanced, different world Mm -hmm. that is way better at shit than we are. (laughs) And they've been like, this doesn't make any sense at all to me. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some, yeah, but talk a bit, they are one of the things that they are, that they are very baffled by, particularly once kind of the... Because what we're talking about is Christians coming into contact with China. They are very baffled by the use of... The open use of torture and the open use of physical punishment. Yeah, because they keep Uh, things hidden. Yeah, exactly. And because they have this whole Christian idea of that the punishment is... 
like the whole idea of, of inquisition stuff isn't that it's a punishment, it's just that you're trying to squeeze the devil out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then you kill them and then it's fine. Yeah. But, you know, but you forgave them first, whereas, like, just a bit of beating kind of... Ba- and and the, the inflexible... It's the word I'm looking for. Routineness of yes. it blew their fucking minds. I mean, the, this the, is... the, the process of having gone through all the possible tortures they could think of and deciding which were okay to use and which were not. Like, yeah, that's, it's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. And, and like, it is pretty chilling. It is pretty chilling that they were like, look, okay, so you can use the ankle squeezer. Yeah. But you have to use it in this way and it needs to really break. So if the bone breaks in little shards, that's bad. We really need the bone to come through the skin mm-hmm. because and it needs to come in the big chunks so it comes through the skin. That That is good. If it doesn't, if it breaks into the little shards, that is bad and we will punish you. It's non-ideal as a situation. Yeah. But, you know, it's a proper form of tickling, which torture isn't. No, <laughs> other way around. Other way. Proper form of torture, which tickling isn't. <laughs> Yeah, and also it's just when you compare it to what you're used to, which is horrible, horrible torture that no one ever admits to and that if you claim happens, you'd probably be subjected to it and then killed because yeah. that's how we do but things. But the church was doing it, so England. it's okay. Yeah, and the church yeah. is doing it. Yeah. Well, we've got a question coming up in like two or three weeks about the Spanish Inquisition, so we can talk about medieval torture then. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. What? Because... That was pretty fun. It's a rich yeah. vein of. It's a rich vein of fun. torture. Yeah. Yeah, and and also people making up weird things about torture, like people inventing iron maidens and stuff like that. Iron maiden. Excellent. This is the thing. Like generally, I operate on the assumption that no one is thinking as hard about the horrible things as everyone likes to think they're thinking about, and that everyone is bumbling, <laughs> bumbling about, and most things happen <laughs> accidentally. And we mostly hurt each other because we are thoughtful, either as individuals or as countries or whatever, and we get into scrapes because we haven't really sat Mm -hmm. down and taken a beat to think through what's rational. Uh, But when you get to things like the Spanish Inquisition and people making, like, a cat of nine tails and people making an Iron Maiden and that sort of stuff, it's like, no, some people sat down and thought real hard about how to cause a lot of pain. Does it make you feel better that the Iron Maiden is a Victorian invention? Yes, but... Even then, someone it's thought of it. Someone that sat someone down would and come thought up of it, with it, and someone and they'd be like, "I wish I could use this." Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, but yeah, no people. But they did really think a lot about torture in the Middle Ages. But we shall come to that in yeah. a couple of weeks. Do you think that's answered the question? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. The answer is no, no, uh, and it's probably racist. It's pretty racist. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I've decided that I'm only calling waterboarding American waterboarding. Yeah, yeah absolutely, 100%. <laughs> if we're going to talk about Chinese water tortures, then I'm going to say, yeah, American waterboarding. Yeah. Because, you know, let's be, let's be equal opportunities about this shit. Yeah, the CIA's yeah. waterboarding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did they call the... What did they call Guantanamo? They had a name for it where... Yeah, extraordinary rendition. The transfer without legal process of a Dane to the custody of a foreign government for the purposes of detention and interrogation. Oh, cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary rendition, yeah. Yeah. Which was invented by the Americans to sneak people into Cuba so they could torture them. Great, cool, good, yeah. amazing. Good, this is yeah. a thing that like, I've been thinking about a lot 
recently, partly because I've been listening to Bear With Money, which is a podcast about money, but also how fucked the system is, and in particular the system in America. Because I get asked a lot about my other podcast, Within The Wires, because it's like an alternate history, weird sci-fi spec fic thing. Mm -hmm. And because of the setting of the season one in particular... And because of some of the aspects of it, people jump to the idea that it's a dyst- it's dystopian fiction, oh. which I guess we asked for with the first season in particular. But also, <laughs> it's only dystopian fiction if you admit that the current world we live in is pretty dystopian. Yeah, like everything is awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see how you would like. Well, I'm not going to like go into a whole long thing, but there's an element of it's told with the air of dystopia, if that makes sure. sense. Like, yeah. I mean, the but I don't know. Because rather I think, than what is being said. I think the air of dystopia truly is like not seeing that it is one. Like, yeah. there was a bit on Bed with Money where a woman was talking about her maternity leave and the fact that she was really lucky oh, that God, she yeah. got a full four months of paid leave because she happened to have that much sick leave saved up. And oh, they were just even... talking about how normal that was. I was like, "Do you know, that's what dystopia is, is believing yeah. it's normal to take four months, be lucky to have four months off on maternity leave. I was reading a thing the other day about a woman in America who was a teacher and she had specifically planned that she would, like she had specifically planned her maternity and her pregnancy and when she would give birth so that she would be giving birth over the summer holiday. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't have to. And then she was like, I have this many sick days that I can take in a year. So I had specifically planned that I would be able to have this much time off before I went back to work. And they won't let me take my sick days for having a baby. Yeah. Um, which is wild. Healthcare for profit. That's pretty dystopian. There's another one. It's the most dystopian thing I've ever had. Anyway, that's not what that's we talk about here. No, that's not so history, that's we, politics, we try to avoid. What's our next episode on? Our next episode is another one by email. And so this is from Luke, who sent us a nice email and then sent us six questions. One we did is that's a short a answer questions. question. It was a lot of questions. So we're just going to pick one every so often. But this was, he was next in line. So from now on, Luke, just every so often, I've kind of put them in <laughs> fairly randomly. But I just picked the one that we thought would be the most fun to read about after reading about torture. So his question is, what was the airship age like? Should it be considered a genuine period of history or was it simply a passing technological fad? So Janina, we're going steampunk. I am pretty excited. I may end up talking about Bioshock Infinite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I only get three pairs of goggles and some watch bits. <laughs> I went to a workshop years and years ago at the Ninth World like FanCon in London where they, they had a whole thing on how to steampunk your Nerf guns. It was very cool. And when I say it was very cool, it was enormously nerdy. I have a friend whose business is 3D printing steampunk guns and hats. So Amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Anyway, right, that'll do. Yeah. If anybody else has questions that they want us to answer and tell us how they're sexy and or racist, <laughs> then you can find us on Twitter. We're at SexyHistoryPod. Or you can email us at SexyHistoryPod at gmail.com. And then anything up to six months later, I will reply to you. <laughs> and Which is good for me for an email. Or you can Facebook us. We are Sexy without the E HistoryPod. Or if you're really nice and wonderful you can pop a question in with a donation at our coffee page at bit.ly slash support sexy history 
Yes, and we got our 100th donation today and it came with the nicest message from someone called Ness and made us happy and I put it in our little group chat and it made us all go. It was, it was really lovely. We shared a nice tear. Anyway, we did. It was nice. It was so, beautiful. yeah, so thank you. We do, when people send us nice messages, we do, and when people send us little Kofi money, then we do go, oh, yay. <laughs> it is. It's so really lovely. Noticed. And we do actually have a couple of questions on the list soon from from people who have sent us questions with three pounds yeah uh what else oh yeah you can find me on twitter where i am sporadically at, at nuclear teeth um, and i am at j9 and if and oliver who's gonna edit out all the bits in this week's podcast where i said i can't remember the word <laughs> uh, <laughs> is at kiwa and is that it leave us reviews it's not called itunes anymore it's called apple Podcasts now apparently according to all the other podcasts i listen to yeah well you know sure don't use it use a better thing but leave us reviews there i guess leave leave reviews on whatever you call it just ring up your friends <laughs> yeah do as my mum does and just kind of make your friends in work listen to it turns out that chrissy god bless her doesn't actually know how to listen to podcasts my mum just <laughs> made her listen to them every time at work <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so she was d- delighted but my mum is now training her in how to listen to podcasts which is very sweet in my experience there's no turning back from that my mum I had no. to teach my mum how to listen to podcasts so she could listen to mine and now I now she just it's all she does me I mean there's nothing wrong so I do as well I listen to a great many and they're all great yeah podcasts are great yeah that'll do all right all right you <laughs> I'll talk to you for some airships. No more torture next time, I hope. Oh, God, it's going to turn out to be racist again. Isn't it? <laughs> so much of history is racist. It turns out, shock, shock horror, racism and history. I know. That's the third title for our podcast. History is sexy, history is complicated, history is racist. <laughs> All right, Janina. Bye. Bye.